Sean Hannity Show. More behind-the-scenes information on breaking news and more bold, inspired solutions for America. Now it's time for Jamie Dupree, the most connected man in D.C. on the Sean Hannity Show. All right, he's the most connected man in Washington, D.C., but he's, well, I guess at an airport at this particular moment in time because he's busy traveling the entire world, uh, trying to get every big interview and go to every single rally that he possibly can. But uh, his attendance is very insightful to all of us because so far, in especially New Hampshire and South Carolina, uh, Jamie Dupree's groundwork was a great indicator for what was coming in terms of real poll numbers and real results in primaries. Uh, how are you, sir? Great, Sean. Thank you. Yes, it's, uh, I just find it so much better to get out there and see what's going on. It's why it's frustrating to even go home for a few days to try to clear your head because you miss out on so much. I guess looking ahead to tonight in Nevada, I'd say this, you know, the, the indicators are certainly, I mean, what would work better for Nevada than a guy who's a real estate magnate with casino ties? I mean, you know, Donald Trump would seem to be the favorite there, I think, on many levels. But we've certainly seen examples in Nevada where the polls have been wrong in the past. But I think it would surprise a lot of people for him not to win. But obviously tonight the fight for number two behind him is very, very important. I mean, it would even though it might only mean a delegate here or a delegate there, I just think that both for Marco Rubio and, frankly, for Ted Cruz, finishing second helps them out so much, and finishing third really sets them back, especially, I think, Cruz, who has not had the greatest of uh, the last couple of days with turmoil no. inside his uh, effort. And, uh, and, and, and he's, I think he's just as I've said. I think that's from, a bigger... Yeah, I think that's a bigger issue than, you know, the 1,009 votes that's 1,109 votes that separated him. Um, yeah, you know, as we talked about, that effort by Trump to characterize uh, uh, Cruz as being sort of underhanded, the dirty tactics that he alleges from Iowa and more, which, frankly, I didn't think was, all, you know, terrible kind of thing. But it's sort of grown into something larger. And Trump, of course, with his constant, you know, you're a liar, liar, liar. And I think Cruz has not really come up with an effective rejoinder to that. And then this whole firing of your uh, top spokesman the other day by Cruz got him off message, obviously, for another day plus. And to finish third tonight, it wouldn't be the end of things. But I just think it really wouldn't help Cruz right now. But then on, on the other hand, you got to look at Marco Rubio's side of it. Where does he win? Now, he was asked this question yesterday. I don't know if you saw his answer. Well, I'm going to win in Florida. Well, well <laughs> that's, that's a little that's, ways away. No, you're absolutely that, right. And I think it's true for both men, really. I mean, Cruz should win in Texas. If he cannot win in his home state of Texas a week from today, then there's going to be real problems for him, obviously, especially if it's Trump winning. Now, I know both the Cruz and the Rubio people would say, and frankly, they are right on one point. When you delve into the delegate rules for what happens in the 10 states that hand out Republican delegates on March 1st, it's this blizzard of, of rules that clearly show to you that nobody is going to, should get a huge number and can't run away with all of them at all. But the mere fact, if uh, you can't win any states that day, the, up on the scoreboard, those wins do mean something. And you can go on and on and on and get to the 15th, but, geez, it, it's pretty tough if the other guy keeps winning state after state after state. Yeah, I think winning matters, and I think certainly second and third place, that battle matters. I, I just don't think 1,100 votes makes that big a difference, especially when in South Carolina, Trump got all 50 delegates. Um, this is a caucus. It, I think it's much harder to predict 
caucus participation, as we've discussed before. You got people really have to be invested in this. Um, but l- let's move beyond where we are here. I'm in Vegas today. And, and let's look at these Super Tuesday states. By my one, count... One quick thing about tonight, Sean, before we get yeah, there, and that is sure. there are 30 delegates available tonight. It is all proportional. So for every 3.33% of the vote you win tonight, you get a delegate. So there's no chance for anybody like Trump to win all of the 30 delegates tonight. So he can still win big, uh, but everybody will get on the scoreboard this evening. Yeah, well well said. And I think, again, it's going to come down to the top three. Kasich's not even playing here uh, in Nevada. so Yeah, he's it's... in Georgia today, actually. Uh, he was, as yeah. I said, I saw him in Virginia yesterday, and he's down in Georgia today. He'll be in Louisiana and Mississippi tomorrow, states that are even further after March the 1st. Yeah. All right, so let's move now to the Super Tuesday states. Now, I've got the polls showing Trump up in 10 of the 14. You got the I state don't, of... um, uh, Your numbers are different. Uh, I'm looking at only 10 states on Super Tuesday. But I'm sorry. You know. What did I say? All right. I, no, I'm you know, I'm actually adding Florida and Ohio. Uh, hold off. You're right. I've got him winning eight out of the 10. Yeah. The um, Cruz is ahead, obviously, in Texas. Texas. Uh, that's one place certainly where Cruz needs to win. I don't know what the other state is that Trump is not ahead in, but he's certainly doing well in most of them. Uh, we haven't had many polls out from these states yet, Sean, after South Carolina. We did have one yesterday in Georgia that showed, I was sort of surprised, frankly, that showed Had Rubio by, uh, in yeah. second in Georgia. I would not have thought that, that would have happened. But yeah, but Trump was plus nine in that poll. Well, in the WSB poll, which came out Monday... Uh, for Georgia, it was Trump 32, Cruz 19, Rubio 23. So it was Trump plus nine. But you're right. Rubio was in second place. Yeah. And that I just again, I wonder, um, was that even that that, you know, that win over Trump over uh, Cruz for second in South Carolina just by a whisker? It wasn't many votes, but sometimes those kind of things you finish second instead of third. They mean a big deal. I mean, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. Again, I'm not trying to say that Rubio is going to be able to boomerang off that into major stuff. But I just sense that the the aura of the Cruz firewall in the South has been cracked, and I think it's mainly been cracked by Donald Trump and his attacks. Let me give you the, the states that we do have, okay, and, and let our audience sift through this. The Georgia Republican primary has has Trump plus nine. You're right, Rubio with 23 in second, Trump at 32. Um, you have a Massachusetts poll, Emerson poll. Trump is plus 34 with 50. Then Rubio and Cruz. You have a Vermont poll, again, Super Tuesday states, where Trump is at 32, Rubio 17, Cruz 11. Uh, Kasich is making a play there. He's now in double digits. He's in 10, has 10%. Um, you've got the latest survey, USA. I forget which state this is, and it got cut off on my paper. Trump 36, Cruz 18, Rubio 18. Uh, North Carolina, which, again, we're looking forward here. Um, yeah, they don't vote until the 15th. Right. You have Trump 9 in that state. Uh, that was Elon University that did that poll. You've got a Michigan poll that has Trump plus 18. Kasich is in second in Michigan at 17. That's interesting. Yeah, they You've... vote on the 8th. So you know, the strategy of Governor Kasich right now is the last through Super Tuesday to try to make a stand in Michigan on the 8th and then in his home state on the 15th. And obviously, you know, he thinks he can get there. Uh, tonight we'll see whether he's able to get any delegates at well, that's all. That's a winner-take-all. I mean, 10 yeah. different states on March the 1st next week. You cannot be in every one all the time. You cannot play a lot of resources. And it's uh, really it's a roll of the dice for the people who are going after Trump right now. The two big states that we'll be watching beyond Super Tuesday is going to be Florida. How well will Marco Rubio do in Florida? Uh, I have the latest poll I saw out of Florida actually had Trump ahead there. 
Um, yeah, now it was Jeb Trump Bush. Stay ahead, but I do think the Jeb Bush departure will change the dynamic a little there, and I think bring Rubio closer to Trump. Though I'm still not sure that uh, he'll be in the lead in any of the polls that come out soon in Florida. Yeah. Now the other states that I have here again: Michigan, it's Trump plus eighteen. Uh, Illinois, Trump plus thirteen. Uh, West Virginia, Trump plus twenty. Uh, we have, oh, here's the other one, New Mexico. That was the other state I was thinking about. That's Cruz plus one. Utah, which has a Republican caucus, that has Rubio plus two, but it's it's very close. It's Rubio 24, Cruz 22. Well, now, and they don't vote there in Utah until I think it's March the 22nd, if I remember correctly. So you're talking about a state that will be uh, highly influenced as well by who's still in and who's not. To boil it all down, your figures, what you're showing here, is what we're all discussing, basically, and that is where can Ted Cruz and Marco Rubio stop Donald Trump? There don't seem to mm -hmm. be many avenues right now, so the best they can hope for then next week on March the 1st is to use the blizzard of delegate rules to try to keep Trump from getting away from them more than anything else. But that's sort of a, uh, you know, that's sort of an uphill strategy when you think about it, because if Trump, for example, wins eight states, I mean, geez, four years ago, Mitt Romney won six of the ten on Super Tuesday, and he went on to become the nominee. Now, we have a Survey USA matchup and general election matchup, and just like the Quinnipiac poll that came out last week, every Republican head-to-head -head against Hillary beats Hillary. You know, it's it's only a matter of degrees. You know, Rubio wins by seven, Cruz wins by five, Trump wins by two, but they all beat Hillary Clinton in head-to-head -head matchups. Yeah, Trump is the weakest, obviously, on those when you look at the, the vast amount of polls head-to-head -head against Hillary Clinton. But as I keep telling people, I don't think you can just write off the possibility of Trump winning if he is the nominee. Now, I think, you know, we sort of look at it right now. What can Cruz and Rubio do to try to eat into Trump's lead? Obviously, Cruz has tried to uh, attack Trump on the issue of not being a real conservative, not being really grounded in conservative thoughts and principles. He's tried to argue that, uh, that Trump has given money, which he has to Democrats and more. None of that has seemed to work. There doesn't, you know, the, the thing that strikes me about doing interviews with the voters who are at Trump rallies and who are his supporters is there's not really one sort of issue. It's not like they're talking about, oh, we got to fix the deficit or, oh, we got to fix Medicare or, oh, we got to change Social Security. They're there with the overarching theme of they want to grab Washington, D.C. by the lapels and shake the living daylights out of it until it does something different. And that is a... Uh, you know, a feeling that obviously that, you know, Cruz, for example, that was his main theme. It's been taken away by Trump at this point in time. And I'm not sure how Cruz gets that back right now. It's going to be interesting to watch. There's no doubt about it. Did you did you watch my hour with Trump last night? I did not watch your hour with Trump, and that's not to be mean. I just uh, was doing my own work and didn't see it. But I did watch a lot of you know, the Twitter stuff on it. And I think that from what it shows me is that Trump, this is how strong Trump is at this point in time. Uh, it, it's going to be very, very difficult to knock him off over the next few weeks unless there is some huge sort of, you know, I guess rising up by a lot of people to focus themselves on just either Cruz or Rubio. I would think right now that Rubio probably stands the better chance of that happening, uh, but certainly the Kasich vote will take the important votes away from him in many states. Yeah. All right. Now let's go to the, the Democratic side. I mean, Hillary Clinton seems to now be in a much better position to do well on Super Tuesday coming out of South Carolina, where we all expect her to win there. Yeah, Nevada did. Like I said, Nevada was so important for her because if she had lost, 
I think all hell would have broken loose. But instead, there was a poll out of uh, Georgia yesterday from our TV station, their WSB, in which uh, her lead is 52 points. It sounds yeah. like it's 72 to 20 was the poll. It sounds like a, a homecoming game for the University of Georgia or something like that. I mean, that that those are numbers that I would expect you'll never get to, but it just shows to me, I think, how difficult it is for the Bernie Sanders campaign to compete in the South against Hillary Clinton. And I would expect that, look, she, she has the chance, I think, to almost technically sort of in many minds lock up to her party's nomination next week. It won't be over, over, but she could conceivably win 10 states, I think, on Tuesday night. Unbelievable. It's going to be pretty exciting. All right. Take us from beyond that. Anything else happening in the news? We got this big issue with the president and his plan to shut down Gitmo. What can you tell us? Well, I mean, Guantanamo Bay is something that he's wanted to get rid of the terrorism detainee facility there at that naval base for a while. It was, I think, on his very first day in office that he wanted to, uh, you know, uh, shut that down and move the prisoners here to the United States. Uh, but lawmakers, mainly Republicans, but some Democrats, too, have been steadfastly against that. I don't think there's really any chance of, uh, of Congress approving that anytime soon. And I would note, I don't know if you saw the story today, I saw it on Stars and Stripes, that supposedly Spanish authorities had picked up four people in a raid there, a terrorism raid, and the early indications were was that one of the people who had been arrested was somebody who used to be at Guantanamo Bay. I haven't seen it uh, further than that because I've been running around today trying to get ready to fly. Uh, but if that's the truth, you know, how ironic for that timing on the day that the president brings that plan out that then somebody who used to be a detainee has been apprehended over in Europe. Jamie Dupree, the most connected man in Washington. Thank you, sir. We appreciate it.